so yeah, um, I actually will provide judgment. I am judging y'all bitches that do that shit. I, I love how I'm like combating everything that he's about. I'm like, well, we're not, we're not gonna be mean. We're not gonna, and he's like, no, bitch. We're I think, I think we should, we should bully some things. Like sometimes bullying is okay. We need to get back to bullying some things. And oh my god. That's just my just like ill you know like Agreed. there's always like something going on whether you're good or not because like life doesn't stop for you you go with life life doesn't go with you Preach. and so like i feel that i'm the same like i don't actually feel really ill because i do feel like i'm in a space right now where i'm excited to grow and i'm excited for whatever is coming whether it's good or bad like i feel like i finally just worked out my ill shit <laughs> and now i'm like all right shadows we're a little chill today exactly yes. like for me i've never been like on my own on my own on my own so it's like for me to actually be 
just in so in tuned with myself and make new connections, whether it be friends or romantically, but not anytime soon. But it's like for me to really understand. The application is closed. It's closed right now. Yeah. But it's like for me to understand myself fully now, it's like so heartwarming. It's like, you know what you want. And it's like, you don't settle for anything less. Being intentional. Yes. Yeah, it's like my favorite buzzword. Yeah, right no, yes. I tell myself every time before I do an action, I'm like, okay, like, am I being intentional? Yes, exactly. I do the same thing even with the words that I say. I say I've said this before, but I don't compliment people that I don't mean. I don't say things that I don't mean, and I don't and complain about things that I don't mean. Okay, she's brutally honest. Like, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. and, and like, I have a, but the thing yeah. is, I have a hard time uh voicing myself because of how i know i come off and then i'm very sensitive to other people's sensitivity so i know sometimes people can be sensitive of me yeah so like con is like a pit bull like she you'll you'll see them barking and you'll be like nah don't don't let your dog out but and i'm a like one of those like uh, Halloween cupcakes where you're decorating Ooh, fake bloods on it. That is so That's the vibe. Right? I love that a lot. I know. Earlier, earlier we were like talking about, I don't know, Jared and Jules were having like some fucking conversation about their personalities or whatever and then Jared just go, I would like to think I'm a cupcake on the outside. And I was like, I only want to address myself as a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we both just got back from vacation, which is why our recording schedule and uploading schedule was kind of messed up. So we're Sorry very grateful that. that you guys are always sticking with us, are always catching up with us whenever we miss a day or whatever it is. You're very forgiving and we appreciate your support throughout like our entire learning process, whether it be like us adjusting whatever it is that we need to do within our own lives to be able to do this better. Feedback, the DMs, you guys reposting our um, Instagram posts, TikTok posts. Yes. It like literally yes. makes my heart so Yes, cool. and speaking of that, if you guys are not watching on YouTube, please go over to YouTube at Mental Chillness. You can that see is the cute. channel. Yes, you can see our faces, you can see our muscles, and you can see our guests too. Um, and please leave like uh, sub please subscribe if you'd like. Please share us. Please leave us a rating on whatever plat uh, platform for podcasting that you use. It would just really help boost our show since we're still like a very small like community show. I would love to just be able to like spread the word, spread our words, spread our guest words, spread the word. Um, by spreading the word, and this is like my full intention of this podcast, by spreading the word, you're making people feel less lonely and you're making people feel more related and more relatable because you're sharing experiences in your own life. And I think that that's the one thing that's like extremely important because going along with the topics that we're going to talk about today, I recently just like caught up with my cousin, my little cousin who I haven't seen in over like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And just by talking to him, he was basically like, thank you so much for like having this conversation with me. Um, like expressing how he just felt really like related and had like seen. And it just like reminded me again of why we do the podcast is because like by speaking things out loud, by discussing things that were never like taught when we were growing up and all of that shit, just by like actually regulating our emotions by not bottling it in, other people can feel so not alone. Like, mm -hmm. I remember like, 
I, all I, like, my comfort zone was always, like, YouTube and Tumblr. And the reason why both are the same is because YouTube is, like, I'm literally finding personalities that I like. And then Tumblr is, like, this weird fucking online space <laughs> where all the fucking weirdos come together. And we're yeah. just, like, we share one brain cell, we share one personality. Yeah. And it's, like, the best, but it's because of the relating aspect of, like, feeling like you're connected to people who are like on a screen but that's the power of people yeah, and power sure. of the influence of people which is why it's very cool I don't even and know the power of conversation yeah an uncomfortable conversation exactly speaking of uncomfortable conversations baby Ooh. we're gonna have a lot of that today Hot in here. Well, okay, the reason why I thought of this like topic and whatever it is is because I know this is a feeling that everybody can relate to. The feeling of thinking that you're over something and then tripping up over it again and then wondering what the fuck just happened, right? Tell me how, bitch. So I'm on like fucking vacation. I'm like chilling, I'm having a great ass time. All of a sudden, one day, I start thinking about like a person in the past, like a lot, right? And then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I thinking about them? And then I started thinking about them and their new partner, right? A lot. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, I'm having a great ass time. I don't even give a fuck about this person, but why is it coming up in my mind, right? And then I spent some time dissecting it for myself right and i actually wrote it in my notes i was like okay i'm having a tough time right now because i'm really getting tripped up over the fact that i still feel some type of pain or i still feel something when i think about this person and this is like literally what i wrote in my journal i was like when i think about this person and their new partner i don't envy them i'm not jealous i don't want what they have and i like there's no feelings of ill that I'm wishing on them if anything I wish them well I wish they're happy I want them to like you know whatever it is <laughs> well I personally I don't like to Sorry. wish people Sorry. like whatever <laughs> A little bit of my Scorpio placements jumped out for a second, so sorry. It's alright, we love it. (laughs) But, no, but basically, like, the idea is that I just don't, I feel nothing that is, like, harmful or ill about this person, their new partner, and all of that shit, but why am I still feeling anything at all when I think about this person? And then I finally worked it out, and I have this, I have this habit of not giving myself enough time to process things right i would think that i'm over something and then it like something will come up and it brings me right back to that place and then i'm like oh but i thought i worked it out but if i really go deeper i really didn't work it out right and this is my thought process i was like breaking down this person and why thinking about them was bringing me any kind of hard feelings and then i was like oh is because I never ever worked it out within myself what actually hurt me from that relationship, right? And what actually hurt me is that I don't understand, well, I do understand, speaking of intention, I understand that I'm a very intentional pe- person and I understand that I can't expect myself in everybody and I understand that I will still come across people who will just use my presence and whatever it is as like a transaction and then move on from there and those things hurt me because I don't do that to people in my life but when I do encounter somebody that does that it's almost like I'm repeating a lesson of learning like what how to stand firm on my beliefs which is that I'm over this thing and I'm done right so I had to work it out within myself that I was like 
when I was with this person, I was giving away a really part of a really vulnerable part of myself, which is that I allowed this person to hold me and I allowed myself to express my love for this person. And then I allowed this person to express their love back to me when they didn't really mean it. But in the moment I took it as I'm sharing my true feelings with you. So you must be sharing your true feelings with me. Right. And then a month later, whatever, everything goes to shit without me being even included in the conversation of we're done with this. Right. Like the person just moved on, went on to the next relationship. And I was like, I literally just like opened myself up to you. And I don't do that to anybody at all. I haven't done that in like three years. So this like most like recent situation that I just went through. I haven't done that shit in like three years. So I was just like allowing myself the grace to feel like I'm in pain allowing myself the grace of knowing that I have the right to feel the pain because what that was we shouldn't take that lightly the fact that we're being vulnerable the fact that we're opening up the fact that like you know we're sharing space and feelings and whatever and you just went and you ripped that apart from me and I tried to move on from it fast so that I wouldn't think about it but what I didn't do is that allow myself the grace to hey you have the right to feel this pain hey that that was a really shitty part hey like you need the time like and that's why I was like why the fuck do I keep feeling pain when I think about this person even though I have no envy or like jealous or like you know whatever it is and it's because I never let myself feel the pain I was just like going through it and I was just like no like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be the one that got hurt. It's also okay to be the one that did the hurting as long as you learn from it. But all of these things are like, it's a part of a griefing process. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't do is allow myself the time to grieve. And so that's why now I'm like, hmm, like, what is actually fucking going on? But then I was like, let's see who else is feeling this pain. So that's why I'm bringing it to you. God, this is like such a fun topic. Yeah. I feel like everyone goes so through it you though. You go first. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about you. Me. Okay. So I think it's so ironic. Like everything that you're saying is is exact experience I went through probably like a week ago. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little oh, yeah, story. Yeah. So this little fun story. And hopefully the people who this is in this story do not watch this or listen because that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> but. So, do you guys know when you date, you like, I don't know if you guys do this, but like, when I previously was dating, so now I'm in a mental space where I'm like, I can't date, like, I really need to like, be, again, intentional and give myself that grieving space that you mm-hmm. sort of talking about, before I can like, even introduce myself to like, someone new and like, mm-hmm. be like, my full version of myself, you know yeah. what I mean? So, just giving that as a disclaimer, but like, last year I was dating, and I had a dating roster, I don't know if you guys do this, but do you guys like match with like five people and you're like all right i'm gonna do like process of elimination and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna go on a date with you didn't work out with you on to the next, right? i don't do that but all of my friends do it so i know what you're talking about yeah so that's basically what i was doing because i when you're on like dating apps like it's just there's so many people to choose from and i and like me as someone who wants to get to know somebody like authentically i'm like well i'm gonna give each person a, a real authentic chance to see if we have compatibility if i like yeah. personality you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Well, I went through the list and there was one that was remaining that like, you know, I, the couple of the other people that I went on a date with, so it, it just didn't work, it didn't work out. So I was like, okay. And then there was one that was left over that I like told slipped I Slipped through the cracks. Slipped through the cracks. And I was like, I was like, shit, like I need to go on a fucking date with this person because I already told them I would. And I'm, I'm a man of my word. Okay. So I was like, all right. 
So literally five minutes before going into this date, my fucking ex posts a photo of him wearing a cat shirt and he's like, I need more cats. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, we had cats together and maybe if you weren't such a piece of shit, we would like, we would like be married and you would have cats. So how dare you? So like, I'm like, such an idiot like you had that so why are you selling this vision of yourself that is not real to your hoes on social media that do not know the real version of you because i know the real version of you but they don't right so anyways that's, that's the tea with that i was literally on the phone with stephanie just like screaming and this is five minutes before my date by the way so i'm like okay like am i gonna go in like i'm gonna cancel so i was like no like that would be like rude so yeah. i go in actually i end up having like a good day whatever that's fine but like that was like such a triggering experience yeah. for me where like, I thought I was over that. Yeah. And then there I am, one post on social media from my ex, and there I am screaming at the top of my lungs in my SUV in my car before I go on a date. Like, yeah. that's that sort of moment that like, I relate to you with that, where I was just like, I don't envy this person. I don't want no, exactly. to exactly. this person. And, and I think why am I so upset? Because you know why, because half of the time, and this is like really relevant to myself personally, because I think this is how I process things, but half of the time it has nothing to do with that person because it's not right. the person itself. It's the action or whatever it is that you felt like you were unheard and unseen yep. for. It's the emotion. Exactly. Yeah. So like, that's what I was talking about when I was like, oh, like I have to literally work this out within myself of why this moment hurt me. What about it hurt me? And what am I carrying? on from our experience together yeah. that I'm still like dealing with the pain with and that's like exactly what because you don't want to get back with your ex and you, you don't right. want to have cats with your ex but it's triggering that like he wasn't providing you with things that you wanted and now he's putting it out like he didn't have it right. so it's like not the person at all no. like because you ain't shit sir let's uh, see the last <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I, it was just really reflective of like okay like I think a lot of times when we feel unseen or unheard is when we feel anger. Yeah. And anger is a secondary emotion. It's always something that is guised by like something that's underneath it. Mm -hmm. And that's typically usually feeling unheard exactly. and unseen. Um, and I think like when it comes to closure, a lot of people go about it in two different ways. I think some people feel the need that they have to speak to that person. I argue the best closure that you're ever going to get is with yourself. Like yeah. to your point, like you really need to sit with yourself, make peace with yourself because there is no answer in the world that someone else is going to give you that is ever going to make you feel better. Yeah. Right. So in my opinion, it's just like, you got to feel it through. You got to get through that the grieving process. And then, yeah. Well, like it's very situational, right? Because if you were in a situation with someone to where you, you we're feel that you different. can trust, like if you feel that you can trust that like um what you're trying to get across is going to be heard and it's gonna right, whatever absolutely. like if you are in that situation of course speaking it out would be the best thing and there are people that feels better when they release or whatever the fuck it is right different people process things differently but the what you're talking about i think applies to the widest of like ways to get closure because imagine if the closure you're trying to get is like the person is no longer here the person is your fucking parent who's whatever like there are sometimes you just have yeah. to heal things within like yourself yeah and i feel like for me if we're still talking about exes because you know um I, I feel like just like you guys all say there's not no envy <clears throat> no anger no none of that so i tried to be different and I don't. Bold of you. You know what I mean. So then I'm like, I feel like I. You are your family. Listen, Bye. No. Here's my thing. I'm such a people pleaser that I'm like, anything to. I will be uncomfortable 
for people pleasing. Like it's so crazy the things I used to do. Thank you. Not so you say you sacrifice your comfort. Yeah. For like I would always say, oh, but you know, I, I would love to be friends and like, and I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, we used to leak, like lick each other's coochies. Like, what are we talking about? Like, right. how am I going to be able to sit in a restaurant and eat this pasta when I used to eat you? Like, people that are able to do that like I'm personally not able to like unless it was like a more like you guys were just talking and then it stopped right you just weren't for each other compatibility right. I get it but if you guys were like madly in love I feel like for me I don't think I could do it like and before I would always try to convince myself and like make this narrative of like yes you can like you're a good person she's a good person like but that only we had to be friends exactly. like, yeah. like we just we don't have like, to be friends we we, but when we see each other, we don't hate each other. It's not like bad blood. There's anymore. a difference of being like neutral and being like that's what it just is. Like, so I feel like you know. Yeah. There's also no need to force it either because it doesn't it doesn't say anything about who you are as a person. What you decide to do after the relationship is done. Yeah. Whatever you do in that time should be benefiting to your health. And so mm -hmm. if that means if it's not with if it's not within my boundary to be friends then i'm not going to extend that boundaries towards you either Agreed. Yes, like sir. you're not but then here's the thing i'm such a people pleaser that in the moment i'm like damn but then they're offended that i don't want to be their friend and okay so then be offended bitch, you know what i mean no, like no, but like, the thing is i have to okay <laughs> i'm going i'm getting through it now i know now but in the beginning it was like it was hard heartbreak is so weird and so uncomfortable and i had this i feel like i had this little like conversation with a coworker of mine yesterday and two, my other coworkers were going in at the same point and i think this relates to what you're feeling because you, there's a point of feeling things for someone like being sympathetic and empathetic for someone and then there's another point of letting that situation absorb you even if you can't do anything about it right mm -hmm. so like you feeling bad about other people feeling bad that you don't want to be their friends you can feel the compassion of oh i understand that it might be uncomfortable for you to experiencing somebody saying they don't want to be your friend but then there's like you can do that, which is like you're standing on your compassion for that person, and then mm. you can be absorbed in it, which is awesome. Now I'm gonna compensate myself yeah. so that you don't feel. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Like yeah. there's a difference between you can feel all your emotions and then, you know, but you don't have to act out on all of the emotions. You're feeling bad for somebody that is like having an allergic reaction, but then you crying about their allergic reaction doesn't help your <laughs> yeah, allergic right. reaction. Yeah, for sure. Now you're making it about you feeling bad about somebody else. Right. Now you're making a, con you know what I'm saying? It all goes back to like being conscious of like your you, your ego, like yeah. your boundaries. Your boundaries. Exactly. Like and everything. I think for you, it's like you let go of your boundaries for the sake of someone else, yeah. and. I think like as hard as it is because like something I struggle with so bad is like when I connect with somebody like I just like want to be the best I can be to them and mm -hmm. so like even when they're the toxic one in situations it's hard for me to like understand that like I need to be stricter with my boundaries mm -hmm. to protect myself because then at that point I'm letting 
someone else like alter my mindset or like change or influence my decision making and like at the end of the day like there's no value to me and like that's usually a question I ask myself like is doing this going to provide value to me yes and exactly. if I can't answer that confidently then I'm like no I need to keep this boundary pretty tight and be like hey like you know like as much as like you know you want to be friends with me I don't think that's good for me and I don't think that we could have a productive relationship so yeah. at that point I think like we should just do whatever works best for exactly. the two of us which for me usually is just like keeping a distance being neutral like you're not my enemy now like you're no. not you're not my op like yeah. you know what I'm well, a couple, a couple of you are ops let me tell you a couple of you are ops let me tell you like sure. are you watching right yeah, now a couple, of you, <laughs> a couple of you have done me real dirty yeah. um but there's been some times where like i've like met like a cool guy and like been like wow he's such a nice guy but like i don't see any value in being friends with you because i have great friends yeah and you were trying to occupy exactly. the space of a lover you, you weren't no you weren't coming idea. into this like exactly. you were coming into this interviewing as like a friend you were coming into this interviewing as a romantic exactly. partner and those spaces are different exactly so different. i'm so grateful for all of my and that's why i feel like right now being alone and just being able to actually spend quality time with my friends and be with myself and i'm practicing celibacy Mood it's same. been four months thank you um but it's honestly it's just so every time i'm near my friends it's like such a reminder that like being alone isn't bad like it's not as everybody makes it seem so scary and so like oh my god oh you don't have a partner yeah. But you have to be able to, like, okay, first of all, I want to put this as, like, huge disclaimer that, like, please understand that everything that we're saying is coming from a place of experience. And mm -hmm. so you need to remember that you are in your 20s or whatever the age that you are at watching this right now. You need to remember that, like, life experiences is the thing that teaches you, like, values and actions and all of that shit right so we're what we're saying is from what we've been through but i want you to understand that it's so normal it's so fucking normal to go through all of this shit it's so fucking normal to not know how to filter people it's so fucking normal to whatever because these are not the skills that you were brought up with the skills that you were brought up with were like in most cases and depending on your culture your family your situation is that you need to like uh you need to like make friends make network network and all of these yeah. different things right but you what they don't tell you is that like that's not what you want what you want is genuine true friendship and connection what you don't want is like using people as transactions mm. and so like everything, too many people do that exactly exactly and so people. everything that like i just want you to know that like as you're hearing this right now we're reflecting on how we have grown but if you're in a different place you need to remember that it's very normal and it's okay to feel what you're feeling mm -hmm. and your 20s and your 30s even yeah. it's supposed to be for figuring it out because mm -hmm. like i like people i feel like people would always like be scared to turn 30 or whatever the fuck but like as i'm growing older i realize that like i'm so excited to grow older mm -hmm. because if i'm 24 right now and i have taken all of my life experiences and turned it into the core of my being and i have grown from there imagine where i would be at fucking 34. It's, yeah, it's you know what i'm saying and so imagine. i just want to put that keep keep in reminding people period. that yeah, yeah exactly like that you are where you're supposed to be you're feeling everything you're supposed to be whether it's good or bad because even if it's bad that's how you're supposed to learn and grow from it mm -hmm. right so like just wanted to remind you that it's okay. It's okay little, to feel like a shit. Little, a little disclaimer. And not only that, I feel like growing up, one sentence that I feel like I'm so traumatized by is, don't cry. Oh, don't cry. There's no need to cry. And I felt like crying was a bad thing. 
I could literally cry right now, I feel like. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I probably could. Party. Like, I really could. So it's like, I feel like, bitch, if you got to cry, please cry. I don't care if you're on your way. Uh, but it's not, even, it's not even just crying. Whatever feeling that you're feeling, Feel process it. of, as I'm in a place of healing right now and learning, because I'm con- I'm never going to be done learning, I, I, allow, I have learned to allow myself to feel, right? So I'm having a great ass day. I'm doing great. I'm running through the list of shit in my head and I'm like, everybody is check, check, check. Nothing is wrong. But if I happen to just feel sad, I don't fucking go into a spiral or nor do I ignore it anymore. I just allow myself to feel sad. For a moment in time, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. I understand it has nothing to do with anything that's actually going on, but maybe there are some chemical imbalances in me. Maybe my guts is trying to tell me something maybe my body is processing past traumas whatever it is that i can't think of right now i am giving it the freedom and time and space to feel Mm -hmm. and then we can move on from there because i was the same when i was younger i was such a little fucking bitch man i was such (laughs) a fucking pussy like and now i'm like no wonder why i always make fun of you because you were such a fucking pussy you cried for everything and not that crying for everything was the bad thing but because i was like that i was always made to feel bad Mm. i was always made to feel like a little bitch i was always made to be like and that's why why do you think i hold such a tough like exterior now because i am a cupcake on the inside bitch (laughs) but i can't because all of my life i've been like beaten up because of it but now i feel that that's a lesson that we're all learning as we're growing is that it's okay to be sensitive and and if anything you should and need to be sensitive I would rather be sensitive than not feel anything at all. I blame misogyny and patriarchy. Absolutely! Like, that's, like, absolutely where all of these, like, social constructs, like, come from. Like, when you think about it, like, crying, emotions, typically and historically known for as being traits that describe femininity, right? Yeah, and, And, like, not seen as a weakness. Correct. So oh, it's yeah. really just unlearning also all of the social values that like, you've been taught as exactly. well. And it's really interesting hearing from both your experiences because typically with like women, like I don't necessarily expect them to have had like such challenges with like expressing emotion because typically women are uh, indoctrinated mm-hmm. to like express emotion and mm-hmm. it's okay for them. As a boy growing up, very like weird and opposite from that where like, mm-hmm being a boy like you are super super hyper masculine and yeah. you're like conditioned to be that sort of way no crying like nothing like yeah. that um and i think it becomes even more difficult when you add like more layers to it like queerness and things yeah, like yeah. that I, would, like, I just i just wanted to ask is it weird to grow up being taught boy values and then your family seeing and accepting that you're gay so does that change the values that they try to instill in you or do they still treat you as like, no, be a hard man? Or do they have like expectations? So I feel like that has to do with the different perception of how everyone views queerness, mm-hmm. right? So you have the people who um, are, know the hallmark version of it, right? The GBF, right? That there's the stereotypical way to be gay and what mm-hmm. that looks like, how they act, that like hyper feminine sort of like personality. Um, However, I think it's definitely it's a full spectrum. It's a full spectrum. Yeah. I think people in our generation nail that much better than like maybe older audiences. Like mm-hmm. when you speak of family, I'm thinking yeah. like older generations. Yeah. Um, so I never, I, I still have challenges in day to day with like just like expressing queerness and like it being valid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but especially amongst like family members, like I think they all have this idea that being gay is like 
for a male, it's like that, like, guy's wearing a leotard and he's yeah. like wearing bright feathers and you're like, <laughs> and then I walk in the room and I'm like covered in black and everyone's like, are you sure you're like queer? Like, like you know, I don't, like you're not, I don't see. Yeah, like you're not giving Regina yeah. George and I'm like, well, no, like. Regina I'm, George, no, you didn't. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. Like, I'm so tired of like every like white gay and they're like late 20s, like just being like mean. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're not Regina George, you're just George, right? Yeah. So like, Let's like pack that yeah. up. And what's with the meanness? Like, why are we so catty? Yes. Like, why are we so, yes. you know? Yes. Like, be nice to people. It's okay to be nice to people. And but so, then also, I can also uh, uh, empathize and share compassion on why you're so mean. It's probably because you were treated like that your whole right. life and la, 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 whatever. Right. But your own part in this is being able to work that out and treat people better. Right. And speaking of patriarchy, I recently learned a fun fact. I went to California and we were like sitting there with me, my mom, my uh, my girl cousins, my sister, my fucking aunts and all of that shit, right? And like they're like talking about apparently and I know when I say that like shit gets passed down, like bro, I this solidified why I feel the way that I feel about men, why I cannot explain my ick of like being perceived and like treated and whatever and why I try to like hold myself in a space where no one can fuck with me especially men right and this like this like really solidified my train of thoughts my fucking whole family lots of women and most of them besides my mom my mom got married the latest at 28 most of my aunts were already married before 20 or by 20 or by 21 my grandma was probably married by like 14 15 you know what I'm saying Exactly, exactly. And this is in a different time. But all of my aunts and my mom was always talking about how they're so scared of my grandpa. And my aunt said this one thing that I was like, hmm, interesting. She said, yeah, she said, when I was younger, I was really scared to get married and I really didn't want to get married and I only did it because of my dad, which is my grandpa. That's the same story for all of my aunts, even my mom. All of my mom's story is like, Everything I did and how I behave and all of that is because we were so scared of my grandpa, of dad, that's my grandpa. And then my grandma apparently told my aunt and my mom that if it wasn't for my grandpa and if she could have what she wanted, she would just live in the house with the girls forever and they wouldn't ever have to get married and it would just be them and it would just be fine like that. And so it's like, it showed me that like, I, that that's my whole being that's literally my entire being and I am the fruit of all of their bottled up emotions and expressions and all of that shit because even if my grandma said that shit bitch that was so heavy yeah yeah, yeah. even you just saying that like I felt that now so I understand heavy. why I am the way that I am the pressure to break that generational trauma. exactly right. all of it even with my dad even on my dad my dad had my dad is the oldest of seven and he is the he's like me so he he's like the black sheep of the family. He's always done his own thing, whatever. There was a period of time where he left his house, where he left everyone. He went, and this was all in Vietnam, but he left everybody. He went and did his own shit, and then he came back, right? But but the one thing he said he said to me was that I'm so glad that like I never did anything bad, and none of it ever actually interested me. I never did wanted to do drugs or do crimes or all of this shit. All I ever wanted to do was be free. And I'm like, who does that fucking remind you of, sir? Like, you're like, <coughs> hello, like, all I ever want to 
do is be free. I never wanted to do drugs. I still don't do drugs. I don't do anything bad, but I want to. I want the freedom and ability to do things on my own. And so I literally took that from my dad. And I'm literally like, out of all of our cousins, I am like now like the black sheep or whatever the fuck it is. But like now I understand why I'm like that. Yeah. It's because it's passed on and on and on and on and on. And it just so happened to stop at me where I'm like, no, bitch. Like, <laughs> No, but yeah, like I just thought that was so interesting, and now it changed my mind about my whole family, about like the women in my family, and now I'm like, I want to be this so bad so that I can, I can be able to embody all that you wanted to do mm. and all that you wanted to be. So I was interested in knowing what are the actual like ideas and and train of thoughts relating to like marriages, relationship, partnership, all of this shit that you like really have to like unlearn as an adult or like things that you thought you wanted, even marriage. I was engaged and now I'm like, ah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, can really, I can relate to that. I was, I was in a six year relationship, so Ooh. quite a long time. But I think a lot of the things that I had to unlearn was just the perception of heteronormativity. like. Especially like understanding like how people experience how the queer experience is just inherently always going to be different than my counterparts yes. who have like st straight experiences like they try their best to relate to things but there is just experiences that are just so unique to queer culture yeah. that they'll never be able to like fully relate to that was hard and it's really isolating I think like mm -hmm. for a lot of queer people because we try to get we try to feel heard and that's why I think this podcast is like really great because there is empowerment to feeling like you can relate to something mm -hmm. like when I scroll through TikTok. A lot of my for you page is just queer people just talking about their experiences and that's a very curated algorithm yes. to get me information that I need and for me it's really healthy because yeah. I'm like I like at the end of it like I'll watch a TikTok and I'll be like wow like someone else is experiencing this mm -hmm. and like almost like vicariously like we can support each other yeah here. that's, you know what I mean? that's yeah. the beauty of online spaces yes like, besides the dark web right right <laughs> like there's definitely a toxic side and there's definitely there's always a pro and a con with everything right yeah. <laughs> i feel like for me unlearning was just expectations I feel like you grow up and you see like this cookie cutter family and the mom and the son. What's like some hardcore expectations that you're like, oh fuck, I don't think I actually want that. Marriage. Mm. Like I all like I drew and don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna have the party. Everybody's invited. <laughs> but I choose to start throwing fucking parties for her wedding, but never have a wedding. No, because that's like the most Aries response ever. I I'm know, just gonna say that. That's so funny. Because it's like I don't. <laughs> Need You're a like, piece let's of have the paper. Fun. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the piece of paper to know that I want to be with you for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why spend all that money? Do you think marriage is more than just like a social contract? Like, it's also. Like it, I think it's just social. I think in mind, body, spiritually, if you guys are connected, you guys will always be connected and feel. I owe, as a kid, I think it's just the party that I crave. Well, okay. it was just like the expectation. I think that uh, an idea that, that, okay, an idea that I think is like very similar for most people is that you grow up thinking that marriage is like this fantasy of, mm. of, of relationship yeah. or like the epitome of things working out and whatever. But what people don't teach you and what you don't know until you are growing up is that 
marriage started as an actual social contract. Marriage is a partnership. And financial. Exactly, exactly. Marriage is literally, and if you think about it, people used to literally give their daughters away so that they can financially, like, yeah. be supported. Or Have like, you seen Little Women? Not to yes. You. So, you know Flo Pugh's, like, uh, monologue where um, Tim- Timothy Chalamet's character, um, she's, like, she's, like, painting. She has mm-hmm. this whole monologue, and it's, like, it's encompassing, like, everything that you're saying, yeah. where she's, like, well, maybe for you, you can marry for love, but for me, I marry for finances. Exactly. Cause, cause, cause because that's that. how it started. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so... I think that a lot of young people, they don't think about that aspect because marriage has been so to you as like this different thing, this magical fucking partnership. But what marriage actually is, is like, it's literally just solidifying what you already have, which is that you're supposed to have already worked all of this shit out before you get into the contract. And so right. things like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so like, it's like breaking that fantasy of like, oh, marriage is this, this and that. But no, like... When you think about it, marriage is just like a higher level of partnership. Exactly. And a par- every partnership needs a foundation. And if you don't have that foundation, slapping the title on it is not going to fucking Exactly. Uh, like, that's how I feel like right now, being alone. I'm so happy. I'm practicing my individualism and learning how to separate the two in togetherness and separateness, I guess, in a sense. And I feel like I know what I want. Like, it, and before I didn't, and before I would be like, tell me what I want. Oh, but you tell me. You're supposed to tell me how I'm feeling. What? Like, it just right. didn't, the math wasn't mathing. So right now, I'm just, oh, it's like, it's so clear. It's like crystal clear. And I'm only 24. I cannot wait to be dirty 30. Oh, <laughs> not dirty 30. Yes, no, but um, I also had a change of, my like my mind completely changed about children too mm. having kids oh because when i was younger i wanted like a family of five. Oh, period. i you wanted like goals. such a big I family know, i like, still want a big family right but the thing is i and learned from them. i learned very quickly why and like whatever whatever and so i worked it out i was like okay i really only wanted to have children because i wanted to make up for the relationship that i never had with my parents I wanted to raise a family how I thought I should have been raised. I wanted to have the connection that I never had with my parents. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted a big family. Then I got engaged. Then I started actually thinking about how serious everything is. Then I started working on myself and then I worked it out that I was like, oh fuck, if I really actually think about it, I can work on myself and heal all of these things that I thought I needed from a family with children. I can heal all of that on my own right now. Now, if I actually sit down and think about children, I don't think about like making up for the connection or whatever I was lacking. Now I think of it in a sense of, one, do I actually want to birth this child? Do I actually want to go through this physical <laughs> labor of, fuck oh, no, bitch, my fucking pussy and bitch, are you I will be popping my baby out on the squat rack. Okay, I'll just be like, (laughs) could you imagine? No, but fucking, I like finally, I finally like understood. I was like, 
I do not want to put myself through this physical labor that only girls have to think about. That's one thing, right? And so I admire all women who have the fucking inclination to want to be a mother, to want to birth, to want to all of these different things. Procreate. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I admire that so much, but I quickly realized that within myself that I'm like... I'm happy you did that because I feel like a lot of people have kids in order to No, 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 and not think about it. Yeah. Not not think about it, but I feel like they also have kids to fix the things about themselves. Yes. So, like, Mm. children are almost like a scapegoat. Like, they can now take their problems and then put them onto their child. And that's how you have narcissistic parents. Correct. And I heard this one time that I never left traits, too. Yeah. Because I'm not even going to lie. I have some narcissistic. And I'm like, oh my god, no, it's but it's not but it's not that. It's that the fact that parenting itself is very narcissistic because what are you doing? You're choosing to recreate and what are you trying to recreate yourself because you're implementing your own values your own everything into this fucking small child and then you get fucking upset that the small child is growing up with its own brain and it's like steering away from you when okay, they're like there are people who have really good That's families really and funny. stay with their families right. and blah, 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 blah. There are people who grow up and they have to steer from their family in order to save themselves, right? Yep. But as a parent, you cannot fucking blame the fucking child when you made the choice to birth in the first place. Yep. So wouldn't it be in the fucking packages? That is like, hey, a part of having a child is that you will have to fucking deal with it not working out the way that you exactly plan it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where like a lot of parents and like that's where a lot of parents like go into this like whole I don't even know my kids because my kids don't even be themselves around me because I am trying to be one way and they're trying to be one way, but I can't accept their way. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like it just brings so much more hurt into the world. Yeah. Like and like besides physical labor, that's another part of why I started reevaluating children. It's because I'm like, I fully understand. <coughs> sorry, that within myself, I feel like I need to give all of this time to myself. I need to be able to develop myself, my foundation, and my core being of a human before I'm confident enough to raise something else. Right. Right. Like. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people that have children unintentionally become the best parents because obviously having that kind of responsibility and, and role in life makes you into a different person. Obviously, that's a process that I cannot speak on because I don't have any children, but I see it in people to where they do change positively, to where they do get their shit together and whatever because yeah. of the child. Excuse and so, a lot of people say that your children makes you grow up and you know. But I hate that at the same time because then you you place the responsibility of children to be rehabilitation centers mm-hmm. for adults who should have worked mm-hmm. their own shit out. Yeah. And it's like, it's no one's responsibility for you to be their rehabilitation center. Exactly. Not your boyfriend, not your mom, not your dad. We, not even your friends, Not even bro. your friends. Like, like, you're not responsible for being anyone's therapist, right? and helping them see the light like I think that's a lot of things like a lot of times that's why people have like really abusive relationships with their parents and they see later on I mean I can think about like I did not have a good relationship with my parents but then my parents had a couple kids and then now all of a sudden they're this completely different person because you know there's things that change when you have kids and change your mindset and that's all fine and dandy but it was like it's all fine and dandy dandy. but I guess guess my trauma was fine and dandy too right no it fucking wasn't like 
like a couple therapy sessions later but um the point is is like yeah like it's like i hate that that people do that to people because you need to work on your own shit before you like try putting that onto anybody else but that's a huge that's a huge like lesson (coughs) to be like passed down again and again and again but it needs to be passed down in all different aspects it's the reason why therapy exists and why it's so helpful is because again i've said this before your friends don't have the skill set, nor do they have the responsibility to help you efficiently. You know what I'm saying? All they're there is to be there for your friend. So they're going to react and they're going to handle shit that you tell them however they do. But it's like never going to be as effective as you want because they're always going to have a bias towards whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. And again, it's because they don't have the responsibility to fucking cater to your brain or whatever a therapist however you're literally paying for this yeah this session right and i don't think i feel like a lot of people confuse not confused but a lot of people mix up like the the views of therapy right like no i don't want to go talk to a stranger blah 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 blah. but like you're not seeing the whole point of therapy the whole point of therapy is that you are given a safe space to talk right Mm -hmm. and then someone is giving you constructive like feedback instead of you going to your friends most of the time you don't even ask your friends what kind of headspace they're in and if they have space for your shit right you just dump and then if that friend happens to react in a way where you don't like now you have a problem with that friend when it actually but started then with you, you don't not... know if your friend woke up on the wrong side of the right. bed but exactly, stubbed but exactly. her toe walked outside it started raining on her no to you Okay. <laughs> I think I just remembered this point. Person but yeah, I'm like um, something real specific. He's like not the toes. She's like, I'm traumatized. You're like it was 73 degrees now. It was no, a sunny day. Like my toe is chipped. Like, yeah, like no, one. literally. Like, That's so funny. No, but there's um there's a point that I just remembered that I think is really important. Before you go to anyone. Before you start dumping on anyone, whether it be your mother, whether it be your friends, whether it be your partner, all of this different shit, before you go and do that to anyone, you should have an intention of why you want to vent. You should go to that person and ask them, one, do you have space for me? And two, I just want this. And this being whether it needs to be feedback, whether it needs you listening to me with saying nothing back at all, whether it be please listen to me and tell me what to do, you need to be clear on what you want from this person and then proceed from there. Because if not, you're just dumping and this person everybody is having needs a to reaction notice. to you. Like, yeah, everybody exactly. needs for to any situation My relationships have changed so much for the better once I started like asking my friends like, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? Exactly. Like a simple question. Exactly. Because then people get upset because you provided opinion when they were just looking to ramble. Yeah. And without that clear intention and direction, it makes it really sloppy. And then at the end of the day, everyone ends up pissed off at each other. And in some cases, you feel unheard of because you just tried to help your friend and they just didn't listen at all. And so now you feel like a piece of shit because they're being a piece of shit to you. Mm -hmm. But... At the end of the day, you didn't ask them if that's what they wanted or not. You just proceeded on with your actions. And so all of it goes back to intention. Exactly. Intention. Um, I I do... What's going on, bro? I don't know. Did you sleep? I did. We didn't even smoke, dog. I smoked. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't even smoke, I'm literally so high right now. Oh, 
something that I do want to ask, and I feel like everyone has a different answer for this, but I feel like because we are in an age of everything being super exposed and social media being like the main thing that we express and connect by, um, what are your thoughts on keeping things like together and separate, right? How much you post on social media, if you post your partner or not, if you post what you post because of your job or because of whatever, like how, what are your intentions with using social media with different aspects of your life? Like how are you going about it? Yeah, I, I think like for like, it depends on what your career is. Like I'm in marketing, I have to keep like a certain like presentation of myself like mm -hmm. on social media that maybe isn't as expressive as it could yes. be um, to maintain face and I think a lot of people who are in marketing or like creative related roles like social media that their social media has almost become their like business portfolios yeah. in a sense so like you do have to regulate it and like put on a certain perception that like would make you marketable from like a like a professional perspective yeah but I think like separately from that like on a relationship perspective I think like for me I'm a very private person like I think, like, my rule of thumb is, like, I only, I probably wouldn't post someone I'm dating until, like, I don't know, like, we've been probably, like, two, three years so in. So you like, have, so you have, like, a timeline and stuff. Yeah, like, okay. not, not, like, an exact timeline, but, like, I would definitely do, like, a soft launch and then a hard launch and then, like, so, I don't know, can I tell you that the terms that we're coming up with now is my favorite yeah. because it's, like, it's great that we're, like, having words yeah. for everything, but at the same time, like, soft launches. <laughs> So like I'm not even like super intense on it on like uh, social media, but I just mean in general like communicating yeah. that information out no matter what like funnel you want to put it through. For me, it's definitely like a process just because like I think it's difficult like once you've like said okay like this is my person like everyone like buy into this right yeah. and then you get everyone's buy in you guys break up like a week later it's like damn I just had to tell like my mom yeah. now I have to rehab this conversation yeah. all over again it becomes so draining and it's like damn if I like told everyone every single time I went on a somewhat okay date like yeah. everyone would be so sick of me like yeah. they would be like I don't want to fucking hear from this guy ever again like, he needs to shut up like is what they would say so yeah I keep it super private personally that's like my like thought process behind that well, well, how do you feel about, like, people that are, like, and in no form of judgment, just, like, how do you feel about people that, like, post anything and everything, and everybody and everybody? I think, like, get a fucking diary. Like, those exist. Like, some of y'all post way too much shit on the internet. Like, y'all need to know it is okay to not fucking talk sometimes. Like, that's just my take. Like, sometimes, like, I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was this, like, really niche experience, and I was like, damn, like, you let this one out of the drafts, but, like, it was just, like, one of those, like, it's a photo of them, and there's, like, a long text in front of it. It was literally describing an entire bathhouse orgy scenario, and they were like, anyone else relate? And I'm like, no, we fucking don't. Like, and this should have stayed in the drafts. Like, so, so yeah, um, I actually will provide judgment. I am judging y'all bitches that do that shit. I, don't. I love how I'm, like, combating everything that he's about. I'm like, well, we're not, we're not gonna be mean. Bitch. Right. I think I think we should we should bully some things like sometimes bullying is okay <laughs> We need to get back to bullying some things oh and my God. that's just my tea. So. That's so fucking funny. I feel that I'm deeply traumatized by bullying and so I'm like I think I think there's ethical bullying like when people no, are doing like really bad stuff you're like hey like that's yeah like, like don't do that you're spreading you're spreading like a really bad message like you yes. know that sort of thing that's necessary like I feel like sometimes on TikTok it can be a little bit exaggerated 
Like when they're... I think anything online is... Be, at, <sighs> there's like a very few percentage of people that are posting authentically. And, I get and then there's the dark like humor. all... Huge! Like, oh, I love it. dark humor. I do. I get but it. But these people are actually serious. But they're... Like, that's they're just, the thing. When they're it's letting like, it out of the, the drafts. And I'm just like, And okay. so many people can relate, which for me is kind of like, oh, shit. Like, that's great. Like, it would be like, oh, my God, when you get home and your husband doesn't want to beat you today. And it's right. like, hey, I beat, like, I, I got but, a good day. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, do you get what I but mean? But why, are, why like, are the hashtags, like, hashtag, like, relatable, like, hashtag housewife. Like, hashtag like, funny, let's not hashtag dark humor. This. Like, let's not romanticize That's this. what I'm saying. Like, they start to make it seem like a good thing yeah. to talk about. Can I devil's advocate this? Is that they're not putting it out there as in, like, they're romanticizing it, but that... In a different way, that's how they know to make their experience relatable, and they're just reaching out for anyone who has the I same get experience. It. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, and like most things, when it hits you wrong, it hits you wrong. You know, when it doesn't yeah. so it doesn't. But, but I feel like, that. Oh my like, god, that hurts so bad. I can only imagine. And then it's like they really went through it, and then so many people can relate to it. Yeah. No, but that's, like, but that's exactly why they put it out in the first place, whether it's a weird experience to talk about or not. Yeah. And but that's remember last week when I say that I try to leave everything on social media in the best, like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just what personally makes me feel better is that like, if I can see the light for somebody, I'm gonna use it. Like if I can see your point in something, I'm gonna use it. So like, if you post your ass 24 seven and nothing but your ass, it doesn't do anything for me and do I like it? No, not really because what is it? Like, it's not even hot anymore after 47 posts. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My, but, like, my rule to that is like, do whatever you want <clears throat> as long as it's not harmful. Yeah, right? exactly. My issue is when people go online, they spread really harmful messages. Yes, no, like, no, no, that's a different... That's, that's, why, that's why I'm like, maybe we should be commenting saying, hey, like, like let's not talk about this. Like, mm-hmm. Or like, like, get let's like let's get you the help you need to like really like oh get God, this information. I wonder if better. there's like an online space where pedophiles are like relating to each other. Or like something, something along that line. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Probably, probably on Reddit. Like if you're on the dark side oh my of God. Reddit, there's probably <laughs> something in there. Honestly, Reddit that's, for sure. That's where like we really do need to moderate what we say on the internet because I think like a lot of times people underestimate the impact that like community and like easily transferable information I get can scared be so about obsessed. kids being online just oh because my of that. God. the way that kids are like exposed now and the way that yes. just like there's there's nothing but exposure there's right. there's literally when i was in sixth grade when i was in sixth grade that was the first time i'd ever seen porn and it, i had to go to the public library look up red to public yeah bitch in my time there was no like i i didn't have a I know, that, I know that history on like, that computer went crazy. Yeah, bitch. The history of that exactly. Went crazy. But that's what I'm saying is that like I needed to actually make the effort to go and find it yeah. and whatever. Bro, you're setting iPads in front of kids while they're eating. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And they're like four years old, knowing how to operate an iPad better than I I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even exaggerating that they really can. I don't know shit about shit. Okay. I don't but know like, shit about shit. But like the exposure and like and like the younger generation think that it's normal right. to document everything, to post up everything, to take everything and whatever. And I feel like the biggest difference between the older generation and us and why they talk about us the way that they do is because 
there needs to be a balance of their values and our mm. values. There can't just be a full yeah. onto the other spectrum yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. There needs to be a balance. But mm-hmm. but they don't express as much compassion and sympathy to us, which is what like we're used we to and what we're trying to do to them. Yeah. So there's just like, you know, generational differences and all of that shit. But like I get so scared about kids yeah. just seeing things, saying things like Imagine the shit that we see, yeah, and we're adults right. knowing how to filter. Right. Imagine them just having the fucking entire yeah. internet. You know, they're, they're, just, they're just seeing a post on TikTok I, that's just like popping on their for you exactly, page. Like you know what like, I mean? Like there's like nothing. Dude, a seven year old probably knows fully how sex work by now. A seven year old, and I'm not even exaggerating this. Like. I'm not because that's what they see. They have the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I don't give a fuck what your your fucking argument about is. You fucking monitoring and whatever the fuck. If I slipped through the cracks and I found the shit that I right. found, if she went to the public library and right. found the shit that I found, bitch, imagine your kid just being at home yeah. in his room on the internet. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I get really concerned with just also like queer children like growing up because I think like queer people are also like hypersexualized yes. like entirely and I think like a lot of like uh, queerness like comes from like freedom of freedom of expression so there are healthy themes to that mm-hmm. but and I, then there are very extremely unhealthy correct and I, and I think even in today's day I think even just as a society like sexuality aside I think we are very hypersexual with ourselves in comparison to older generations mm-hmm. um, again like there's a, there's an amazing side of it where like you know feel liberated and that's mm-hmm. amazing and I'm super pro all that but then there's also a side of it is like okay like at what point are we going to just be a little bit more like aware and intentional about where these problem things stem from mm-hmm. and how do we like actually like take responsibility for that you know what I mean yeah. exactly. I have so many times where I literally flashback and I'm like that's why I'm traumatized from this like whenever I smell oil frying or anything like that like there will just be like an instant like trigger for me and it's not like a bad trigger it's a good trigger but it's just like moments like that where i'm like oh shit like where it just like the dots connect it's fucking crazy that's literally like growing up and like learning ourselves and being yourself and you're like it's you're just like learning you're constantly learning but what is your train of thoughts on like keeping things on social media how you post like all that shit like what's your um, uh, relationship wise, I always do it um, very quickly. Very which quickly. is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I just feel like literally every girl I'm, girl relationship. The thing is, ever. I'm an Aries, and Day I don't want to keep in. saying yeah. No, Day literally, I honestly like love that for lesbians. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they're my favorite. Okay, but lesbian relationships also last more than anybody yeah. on Earth. Oh, absolutely. Because they're I, just besties. I wish I was lesbian like every day. Like. <laughs> Lesbians are always having a great time. They like talk about and each other's feelings. They're like, there. Yeah. Like, my best friend, yeah. my best friend, when we were younger, my best friend like converted into a lesbian. Yeah. And then like one time they were like telling me like, it's literally like dating your best friend, like your girly right. best friend. And I was like, I want a girly best friend. Right, right. <laughs> At least for me, I'm just so hopeless romantic and I'm like, oh, this is it. Like She's there's the no way. No, but there's no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I think people 100%. need to stop thinking about how I'm they're being perceived anything. and project the way they're perceiving things onto their actions. Yeah. But again, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I know you weren't yeah. saying that, but like, like if that's what you do, fucking say that's what you do. Yeah, There's so no like polite, like no. Yeah. So you fucking post so the minute you were in love. Yeah, like, the minute that I'm like, 
Ooh, do you love me back? You mean it? Kiss me in the mouth right here on camera. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a lesbian thing. Of it. But once again, I just, I love really hard. And I, I just, I do it. Yeah. I'm a social media person. How do you like not get burned though from that? Like for me, um, I'm a romantic. It like, hurts because then I'll get like things that are like a year ago on my Snapchat and I'll be like. Oh no. Eh, no, but I'm on, honestly, I don't know. I feel like. I try to drop those expectations. Mm -hmm. I have so many things that I'm like, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, this, this, and that. And it's just dropping No, but that's another weird, that's why I think about the posting thing, right? Because it's not just posting. You have this weird expectation for the other person mm -hmm. to show their love through what they do on social yeah. media. And I think that's the weirdest shit, yeah. right? Because yeah. anytime any couple is like, you, I love you. I love you. On social media, they're secretly broken up, like, and have been for three months. It does get weird about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like extra about it, and so like, I, uh, I feel like social media in general is kind of fake. But then like, why? But then like, there's this thing, right, where you base how the other person or how many times and how often the other person is using your story to if they like you or not. You base how much they post you. And whatever to how proud they are of you, how that you base all of their online actions and you take that and you translate that into their love. And I think that's fucked up because like then you're literally doing everything for social media. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a weird, it's a weird, like, I don't know. I experience it myself too. And which is why I do feel icky and bothered about it and whatever. But I hear so many different people from all ages talk about like, he likes me because he watches my story or, or um, <laughs> maybe I've been looking at his Snapchat score for the entire day because he's left it undelivered and I've seen his Snapchat score go up by 40 and I'm also looking at his Snapchat location to see where Exactly! He's at. So now you're basing Who and then you're like monetizing <laughs> all of their online yeah. actions yeah. and then you're taking things personally without even that he, in that person, in I that conversation. Like for me, I'm more of like, a, oh your actions will show, your actions will show it. So I was never like, you have to post me or you don't, if you don't post me, like that's just kind of funny and weird. I was never like that. Were you guys like that? Not really, because I don't know, like, I, I feel, feel like, like that didn't, I didn't need that type of validation only because when we were in real life, it was like, I think, it's, I think it's less so like, of like posting and like wanting to be seen on someone's page. I think that concept's like, I want to say outdated a little bit. I don't, it see, is. I don't see people do that as much nowadays. I think yeah. back in the day that was more common. Mm -hmm. No, but, but but speaking of soft launches and hard launches, yeah. like that's, yeah. they, they still do that. In that's the like the modern day version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what we're talking about is what you're using social media for to watch the other person. You're watching what they do on Instagram. Oh, You're okay, watching okay. them watching people's story. You're yeah. watching okay, their yeah. Snapchat score go up and then taking it personal because they haven't Snapchatted you, but you know that they're Snapchatting someone else because you're right. watching their score. Like all of that shit that like, we're using social media as like cues of how much we know people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fucking weird because social media is what you curate it to be. Yeah. Like what you're seeing, what is what uh, that person wants to show you. You think people are gonna show you everything? Mm -hmm. no. You know what I'm saying? But like, there are a lot of people that like take like, bro. I will sit here and be like so fucking like he watches all my stories, yeah. and then I'm with him, and he's literally just next, yeah. next, I know. next, yeah. and then I'm like, 
all of a sudden he even watched my story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But like it's crazy to base like that one yeah. little action yeah. on and then being like I know we're being cutie and healthy right now, but can we be a little toxic for a second? Oh, always. I have a question. Um, so a lot of my friends are just like, have been going through things and stuff like that. But the only way that they've been finding out is by going through their partner's phone. Were you have, or have you ever felt the urge or would you ever go through your partner's phone? Like, would that be like, I need to do this. Something, something's speaks, calling me. No, I think that's. Do we have, do we have another? Person. Do we have another podcast episode for this topic? Yeah, <laughs> we have so many. But fucking, I think that speaks on personal traumas. Yeah. yeah. Of what you went through previously and what this person is making you feel. Mm. And then there's also the I haven't let go of my past experiences, and even though this person isn't giving me anything, I still have to do it because it's just in me that I, this is one of my insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that varies for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I think people put you in that position, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think like a lot of times, like another question I ask myself is, what kind of position is this person putting me in? I mm -hmm. think we should all be more reflective of that because yeah. if you're in a bad situation because of somebody, maybe you shouldn't be with that person, right? You need to question that person's moral compass and ability to make you feel uncomfortable. If someone is super comfortable with making me uncomfortable, mm -hmm. they're probably not a good person and they probably shouldn't be in my life. So I've experienced that where Such I've been- a good Oh, answer. Sorry, go ahead. You think? Okay, yeah, I love. perfect. I love it. I love. I love. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, I mean, I've been in that experience before, and I've done it before. Like, I'm guilty of it. But then when I took time to like do digging, I was like, that was never naturally me. Like, I'm not a jealous. I'm yeah. probably the least jealous person ever. Like, I just don't feel it because jealousy is typically for when you feel like you can't get something. And I'm the type of person that like if I like if I want something, I'll work hard enough and I'll exactly. get it right, or I'll manifest it, whatever it might be. Um, but it stemmed from that person. I had trust issues with that person mm -hmm. and that person made it a point to instill trust exactly. issues in me Same. and never wanted to fix that. They were comfortable with me being uncomfortable. And because I was in such a constant state of discomfort, that made me change my natural behaviors yeah. in order to respond like a sort of like stimuli sort of situation. Like, you know, and, and being the receptor, like the stimuli was presented to me of being taught of being toxic. And so I responded toxic, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's exactly. only natural for people. And I think a lot of times people beat themselves up because they're like, Oh my God, I feel so bad. And I'm like, well, did they put you in a position to where you feel like that's what you had to do? Like exactly. probable cause. Mm -hmm. Like if you were a cheater, of course, I'm going to be weird about your phone because exactly. you've given me that behavior. Like, but also you should that. just trust your fucking instinct. Yeah. I was in a, the longest relationship that I had been in is like four or five years. And it was with my high school sweetheart and he had cheated on me and all of these all the different things and that was the last time in a relationship where I was like constantly 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 digging and looking for things constantly yeah. going through his house his phone his computer yep. his house. every everything she everything every fucking thing bro and she I would always but it was yeah. like it was no, but, let her cook. but like let her but cook. like you have to like even acknowledge that like <laughs> did, did he even do anything to me that day no I just happened to be in his house and have access to his things right mm -hmm. and like did, like, did I have to do any of that? No. If it was anybody else, would I have done it? No. But it's because I have a history of... He, he taught you how to behave that way. Exactly. And so I was pure... But, like, in my next serious relationship after that, which was my ex-fiance, I experienced, like, zero. Zero, zero, Because it was zero. probably healthy, right? Yeah. That's, like, like, the like I had never worried about another girl. His ex 
would literally be in the same house as him because he lived with his best friend and his ex still hung out with his best friend. And that I would literally just go to sleep and know that he's literally spending the night with his ex in his house. And I didn't give a fuck and because I didn't have that kind of yeah. trust issue with that person. But And then that's why I think that everything is like situational mm -hmm. and everything is like trauma based, yeah. but like within yourself. Like, just a little question. But I think that it's okay if that's who you are. I don't think that it's like the worst thing in the world as long as you know, like, hey, this is one of my insecurity and maybe I just need to like work it out within myself. But I'm just telling you that this is how I am. I snoop through your phone and I need to find out. And like, I don't think that th there's no shame about anything as long as you're okay with it yourself. Right. Like, and like, I just want people to like stand firm on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yes. Alrighty, girls. Brought to you by. Quit that shit. <laughs> Quit that shit. <laughs> so. Yay! I really love that we do this little segment, I and I love that you guys like interact with us whenever we put out like, Quit That Shit videos. So please continue to tell us what you're quitting. Let's be in the same boat. Let's fucking be yes. friends. Okay. But um. what we're trying to let go of that's no longer ser serving us and then we hold each other accountable by saying it out loud yes sir so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jules since you have the question mic okay besties I literally noticed that I've been drinking maybe three four cups of coffee a day so I'm trying to just slow down on three, four a day yeah because I work at a place where I have an espresso machine now so just caffeine I just need to I don't sleep. Like literally, I sleep and I wake up every few hours. So caffeine. So yeah. Quit it. Quit it. Quit, Quit it. that shit. Quit it. Quit it. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Okay. <laughs> what am I quitting? I'm quitting things that suck. Oh, ah, period. Just like, like that. If it, if it sucks and if it's bad and it's just not a good time, I'm done with it. So. Yeah. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yeah. Period. Exactly. End of story. That's what I'm putting. Yes. Yeah. We love Quit it. Shit. Quit that shit, baby. I like that deep voice. Like, yeah. 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 It's my man voice. <laughs> I feel like we all have man voices. Yeah, we do. This is a, a daddy podcast. Period. Exactly. Master, daddy podcast. Exactly. For sure. I think that I need to quit um, not massaging my body and getting my body massaged because, like, I'm a naughty bitch. I am a knotted bitch, okay? And, like, dude, my back is just remember how Jules was like, I don't stretch. Well, I halfway stretch yeah. and I don't like roll and stuff as much as I should mm -hmm. and like I don't even get massages as much as I should dude yeah. with like the amount of working out that I do I should be really you know what I'm saying but like <laughs> now she's going to work and my neck is like <sighs> so I need to quit that shit I need to like just take better care of my like physical body like you know you know yeah rolled out bitch exactly yeah, I will literally like pay people with good hands just to just you know like give me the service i don't want nothing else just the service exactly. but like I, yeah i need to like work that out i like feel everything within your my body. neck looks fucking ginormous my right traps now. you mean like yeah like, i'm starting to have like a little insecurity about it again no. but i'm working out i'm working it out within myself i'm like look at all these other hot bitches with big traps like you're fine 
surprised. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I think that I feel like a lot of my quit that shit is like mental processes or like habits and stuff. And like this week, Shadi, it's a physical one. We need to roll her out. Yeah. We need to like if I could just like a car, a car could just be like like over me like a speed bump. <laughs> that would be so funny. Uh, but um, everybody, we need to cut this because our good girl has died on us. And um, we haven't recorded in a while, so this was just like a really exciting little reunion. This was a really, really good chat with Jared. And we love having you here. Thanks. And we're so grateful. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, it was super fun. Love yeah. it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, we hope that you really enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you like related to the things that we talk about. And if anytime you have any kind of thoughts, any kind of things that you want to share with us, you can always DM us and email us. We made an email, even though we never check it, and I don't even know the password too. <laughs> I know the password too. <laughs> Again, Jules will get all your needs. Okay, Jules is the people, the person of the people. I am the background. <laughs> love you guys and thank you so much for always just reaching out and always reposting us whenever we do post and we love you and we will see you next time yes and you can find us on social media our facebook is mental chillness podcast our instagram is mental chillness dot podcast our tiktok is mental chillness 11 our youtube is mental chillness i am mega con i am lots of jewels and I'm Jared. Jared, but a Y. Jared, but a Y. We will leave it in the app below. Bye, bestie. Bye. Bye. We hope you have a good day.